Ooh, fitness pro mentor community. Welcome to another episode of the show. I'm super excited about this one. Listen, we are all about helping personal trainers two to three X their personal income. As you know, we got a bunch of science people that come on here and talk about some really cool stuff. But today I got someone that I've looked up to and I've used to help me grow my business and someone who's got a company called Coaches Creating Impact who helps people develop an online platform. But today, Ruben Dreiger, we're going to mine him for all the resources we possibly can so we can learn as much about social media as possible. So we're just waiting for Ruben to sign on and hopefully this is a smooth transition. But if you haven't heard of Ruben, there's some really, really interesting stuff that he's doing with coaches creating impact. At the end of the day, the more you learn about messaging and putting your content out in front of people with a clear, concise message that hitting the pain points of the people in your world, you can do some really, really incredible stuff. And so Ruben has developed in his company, Coaches Creating Impact, something he calls the loop method. And so we are going to poke at everything we possibly can with Ruben around the loop method. Now, right at the moment, Ruben is just signing on and I am super excited about this. And there he is. Ruben, welcome to the <laughs> podcast, man. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Sorry, I just got booted off for some reason. I am back and I'm uh, really excited to, I mean, yeah, chat, share my story today. And uh, I can be of service to anyone listening here today. I'm whatever. That makes me happy. Excellent. Well, hey, listen, if we have any tech issues where you jump off, I promise I will keep the show going and I'll do my best to fill in the gap and you just sign back on and we'll get you on right away. Uh, so I introduced you, Ruben, talked about your company a little bit, but I was just wondering, I know you've gone through quite a remarkable story from everything from starting off working as a hands-on guy to having a seven-figure company. And I was wondering if you mind telling my little audience or personal trainers who you are and how you ended up where you are now. Yeah, totally. So the name's Ruben Drieger. I mean, the start of my journey was pretty bad, pretty slow, pretty like, you know, came from basically nothing. Um, so I actually grew up in a tiny town in Canada of like 300 people. So basically the options for like what you could do for work growing up is either like construction, farmer or pastor, which I kind of played around with all of those three actually. So came from a place where it was, uh, it was actually we made fun of people who had social media growing up. We were part of this like never get on Facebook forever kind of group because we were just like, no, nah, it's like whatever. It's not good and all these different things. So, but really funny how things change. And so fast forward, I mean, I did a lot of manual work growing up. I loved sports. I loved training. Um, was the kind of like the high school athlete of the year in my gra uh, grad year. Um, and then, I mean, after high school, uh, a couple of years later, I got married and I got married to someone who was in the online entrepreneurship space and was from my small town. Her name is Terry. She was an online health coach at the time. She's now more in the intuitive eating space um, and she's still actually running her own business. But she really inspired me because when we got married, I was a bricklayer at that point. So I was laying bricks, sh shoveling limestone, wheelbarrowing dirt around all day kind of kind of vibe, right? Um, and I worked like 70 hours a week and she was getting paid more than me. And she was in my mind, quote unquote, stayed at home and just posted on Instagram. And I was like, what the heck? I don't care if this is a scam. This is the best scam I've ever heard of. Um, and so she really inspired me. She showed me a lot at the beginning because she's always been a natural at content creation, traction marketing and these different things. 
Um, and so I decided to, because I had done some like fitness stuff, personal trainer stuff, I was like, hey, I can help people with, with the fitness side of things online. So that was the start of where I became an online fitness trainer. And I was terrible. I was very, very, very bad. Um, my wife literally, um, whenever I had sales calls, she would leave the home so that she didn't have to hear me. <laughs> no, no joke. She left the house and uh, it was really bad. Um, but I've always been known for getting really good at things that I'm really bad at in my life. I was terrible. I had never played really any sports until grade eight. Then my dad told me he'd pay me money to do it. And so then I became incredible at it. Or I tried to play music and my parents told me to stop because I had no rhythm. I couldn't sing with the same key as I was playing guitar. They told me to stop. I didn't. I then went on to become professional and I had to get paid to play. Um, same thing with business. I really sucked at it. <laughs> I think the, the main characteristic I have that I enjoy is really resilience. I just keep going. I just don't stop. So eventually I got good at business, uh, built out that fitness coaching business. Um, it was doing fairly well, making over six figures. Um, that was about five years ago where we then transitioned into what we do right now, which is coaches creating impact, which is serving other heart centered entrepreneurs in growing online businesses and using social media, um, to actually create a good impact in the world, um, while also creating profitable businesses. So that's kind of like the condensed version, which I'm sure we can dive into, uh, more as we go along. Yeah, no, no, I definitely want to mine this for resources because I think that, I mean, I love the idea of talking to anyone who's an entrepreneur like yourself because regardless of scale, you have to go through some trials and tribulations to succeed and learn a lot about yourself and push yourself forward. And so I think you got yeah. an interesting thing because you talked about 70 hours of bricklaying, you were manual, you did all the hard work. And I, I believe that that kind of hard work transitions when you move to other businesses and other skill sets, really anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, I mean, do you think I mean, actually question for entrepreneurs, young trainers, and anyone that wants to grow their business, what skills, before, I, before we jump into social media, what skills and yeah. traits can people work on that can actually help them be more resilient as a business person? Yeah, that's a great question. And I mean, that is, I mean, one of the biggest things I tell a lot of people is that, I mean, it, it's kind of one of the classic things a lot of personal development people will say, which is just like, don't give up too soon. Right. Yeah. And in the day and age that we live in with whether building in-person businesses or online businesses, we see a lot of people who have these what we think is fast success. Right. Um, and then we think if we don't get fast success, we should go back to like 40 hours of work of a, at a nine to five or whatever it is. Um, and I really want to I mean, for people who want to build a real business. I think one of the things I think a lot of old school business people told me, which I actually think is still relevant, is like, give it a solid two to three years. Like, don't give it just because, frankly, in the first year and a half of growing my business, I, I barely made more than 2K a month. Um, it was really um, about a, yeah, a year and a half in when I really, really pushed. I had a bit of a moment where I had my first like 8K month. So the first thing that I'll say as far as like a mindset going into it is just like give yourself some time and some grace. Don't expect to have these incredible fast results. Most of the fast stories that you see out there, they actually worked longer than maybe they shared. Or there are some people who genuinely get lucky or who have massive followings or for whatever reason, um, have a big in-person audience that is easy to sign up a bunch of clients, right? Not everyone's the same. So uh, stop comparing yourself. Be willing to put in hard work for a long time. 
the kind of classic saying of like work hard at the beginning and get underpaid so that eventually you can work less and get overpaid. It's very true, very true. Um, so those are a couple things that I would share with people and just like, you just don't, don't go in with a mindset of like magic solutions, fast, quick results, different things like that. Because I'm sure a lot of the trainers even watching this know that if your clients as a personal trainer get fast results, usually they're not long-term. It's actually even, I'm gonna just riff off a little bit here, is like one of the key principles that a lot of people in Japan use is actually something, understanding that if I actually take longer to learn something, it's better for me. So they intentionally stretch out how long it takes them to learn something so that they become a master at their craft. Um, so those would be a couple things I would say to start with just learning to be resilient and just actually give it a real honest chance. Well, and that last point you said, I love that. And that's where I know you played guitar, I played drums, and I honestly advocate anyone that's like serious about being an entrepreneur to have some form of hobby that is a solo hobby that requires some form of mastery. Because the thing mm -hmm. about, I love about musicians and artists is maybe not painting artists, but musicians, they don't get there tomorrow, right? You have to learn, you have to learn scales. You have to learn how to move your fingers. You have to have the motor control. You have to do X, Y, and Z. And then 15 years later, you see Ruben pick up a guitar and you play something beautiful and people are like, oh my God, that's amazing. It didn't happen yesterday. And the same thing with business. You have to have sales and marketing and all these different components. And then you also individually have to, and so on and so forth. So I love that. I think it's great. I mean, it sounds like the Japanese have got something dialed in there, which is awesome. Now, on that note, Coach Creating Impact, you've done a remarkable job of growing and scaling your business seemingly through social media exclusively and also teaching a lot of folks how to do that same thing. I could be oversaying uh, over that there, but I'd love to hear, like, for you, social media as a marketing vehicle, how do you view it? Yeah, so, um, frankly, when I got on it, at the beginning, I, it was very hard. To be frank, um, the first kind of couple of business coaches that I hired, um, it was a lot of manual work that I had to do. And it, it, honestly, like, yeah, it took it took a lot of time and effort for me to start to get clients off of social media. But once I started to grasp what social media could actually do, then some light bulbs went off. For instance, whether you're online or in person, if you're online or in person, there's there's always like a bit of like a max of like how many people could you talk to or have coffee with a day right like let's say you're an in-person trainer um and you try to get clients in person you have to have a lot of meetings in the day whatever it is the crazy thing about social media is you can make a story you could post a TikTok, you could do whatever it is and it could get seen by hundreds if not thousands of people and it only took you five to 20 minutes to create so once I started to realize that, that was really big. That was really big where I was like, social media broadcasts your message. It takes your one person message, which usually it's hard. I mean, if you're an in-person trainer or whatever it is to, I mean, to get into a room where there's a thousand people, it's pretty hard. Like, yeah, if you get into the speaking world and different things, you can make it happen. But you could also just post on a TikTok and get a thousand people seeing a video which is just mind blowing. And I know Brandon's probably been hearing me talk a lot about the different new social organic platforms that are just crazy in my mind where you can post something and get just thousands of people checking it out. It just, it, it's mind blowing. So social media, not only it, it builds this awareness, the platforms themselves have created enough infrastructure mechanics within it and different like 
things on their platforms that allow you to create good community and connection with people. I think in the real early ages of the internet, um, you could find people, you could broadcast stuff, but it was harder to actually get to know the person on the other end of the computer. The new platforms and the ways that the old platforms have updated has made it so easy to create that connection where before we might have thought, okay, it's best to meet these people in person if I'm going to train them in person. But in actuality, the virtual world, social media has started to make it so easy to actually build that same connection just online. So anyways, those are a couple of things that really excite me is that the community and connection um, has been way easier recently and the broadcast effect of social media um, it's literally mind blowing. I, I think like I've been, I mean, I feel like in the last couple of months, I've just been reawoken into the fact of like, holy, I'm not supposed to swear on this platform that um, like things, things can go crazy. Things can go viral and like tons of people can see them. So those are a couple of things that really excite me about social media. No, and I love that. And I think that's fantastic. And so I've got a couple of questions from a couple of our students right now, active students. So they're going to get high priority. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Sam Shepard asked two great questions. And the first one is he just simply asked, how do you grow your following? And this is a great question because I know a lot of people are yeah. using YouTube and other media vehicles to be seen by more people. So just plain, in your opinion, you got a young trainer and he wants to be seen by more people. How do you grow your following? Yeah. So basically, um, in my opinion, there's four main ways to grow an audience. Okay. And you can write these down if you're listening or watching to this. Um, so there are two kind of, um, organic ways. Then there is paid ways of doing it. And then there's collaboration. Those are basically the four ways in my mind. So I'll run through them quickly. I mean, the, the ones that are pretty obvious is that you could pay for advertisement. Whether as an in-person trainer, you could pay um, to actually get your advertisement on literal structures like benches, in, in buildings, on the radio. Like there's different things you could do as an in-person trainer. Um, or you can pay for ads like on a Facebook or an Instagram or a TikTok or YouTube. So you can pay for attention, right? That's always a way. Paying for attention it has been around for a long time. It still works great. A lot of the different models work really great. So that's one way to grow your audience is just to pay a platform um, to broadcast yourself to more of the people who would be willing to actually buy from you and be in your location if you're an in-person trainer. Um, so paying for traffic is one way. Collaborations is another way. I know Brandon does this a lot where he does collaborations. Case in point, we're here today. Right now. Um, where you can, you can grow your audience with people that are in whether the exact same niche as you or similar to you. Um, you can collaborate. I know a lot of my clients, Brandon's a good example, but also some of our other clients have gone to make six figures or beyond with simply just doing collaborations. And it could be collaborations like this, or it could be collaborations. I know one of our students, he was a strength coach for females. Um, all he did was he did Instagram story swaps with people where they could post on his stories one day a week. He posted on their stories one day a week, got a couple followers, sign a client, right? Like super, super simple stuff. So collaborations is kind of the second point. The, the other two points of growing an audience would be either organic content or what I call organic manual. Organic content is trying to find which content on which platforms in which types of content or units of content is going to get you viral reach like an Instagram reel right now or YouTube shorts or TikToks right now are the best way to get organic traffic from content. Um, the other way you could make it work with organic content is joining massive Facebook groups that let you post in there 
and actually have your ideal clients where you make a post. And again, if the group has 20,000 people and it gets some engagement, lots of people could see it, right? So there are these different ways that organic content can grow your audience. For example, um, one of my favorites right now, I know I talk about a lot right now is TikTok. I started a little TikTok on, on hiking and because I live here in the Canadian mountains, I rock climb, I, I hike. And case in point, in six months, it's grown by 10,000 followers. In the last two months, it's grown by 6,000 followers. So crazy stuff as far as organic reach. Um, a lot of our clients are, are literally grown by tens of thousands of followers on TikToks every month at this point. So crazy stuff going on there. So that's the organic content strategy. And then organic manual, the last kind of way I'll, I'll talk about here today, I could rant on this stuff for a long time, um, is literally going on social media, finding your ideal clients and just engaging with their content, basically in the hopes that they follow you, right? Now, a lot of people will be like, oh, does that even work anymore? It definitely does. One of our clients that we're working with right now, Parker, he's a online fitness coach. He just had his biggest month last month, uh, $14,000 cash collected. And literally his only strategy is going and finding people who are his ideal clients and sending them a message. So does it still work? Yes. Are there some other ways that are kind of popping up right now that maybe are better in my opinion? For sure. Um, so those would be the four ways you can grow your audience. And I would say I could do a full hour training on each of those. There's so much to dive into, but those are four quick hits on what you can do to grow your audience. So that's an awesome. And I love how concise those are. And so that first one paid advertisement, this is the second part of Sam's question, what I think is interesting. And I have a, like a stationary answer. I say in our mentorship program, but I'd love to ask you in your opinion, how big of a following do you need to have start monetizing and also doing paid advertisement? Um, as far as monetize, monetizing a platform, if you had 20 followers, you can start to monetize it. Like you don't have to wait. Like I like to give an example, one of our clients, Alyssa, I think she still has like 300 or 400 followers on Instagram. She makes 30 K a month, right? So you don't need to have a big following. Like for instance, I just started a new TikTok account for my business. It only got 40 followers, but even this morning, I got a couple people who responded to one of my TikToks. They're going to walk a, watch a workshop that I'm running in half an hour from now. I'm going to have a conversation with them and try to sign them up. Don't tell them. Um, and so you don't have to have a big platform. As far as paid traffic, basically in my mind, a couple things need to be true in order for you to do paid traffic. Number one, you need to know how to actually effectively communicate and sell something. A lot of people make the mistake of just turning on traffic from ads. Then they get on a bunch of calls and they don't know how to close people and therefore they close no one. So I always tell people you need to have a conversion system of some sort, uh, whether it's like an Instagram or a Facebook group or an email list or some, you have to have proof that you can actually convert traffic. It's the same way actually I'm telling a lot of people right now to build on TikTok, build on TikTok. But actually today I'm running a workshop because I know a lot of them are going to start to build on there, but they might not know how to convert people. So I'm running a workshop today on how to convert the traffic that you're going to get from TikTok or these different platforms. So make sure that you can convert. That needs to be true before you run any types of paid advertisement. Um, the second thing that needs to be true to run paid advertisement, in my opinion, is that you need to have, I mean, you have to understand the cash flow going out versus coming back in ratio. And can you afford to do it? If you have only a thousand bucks right now, you probably shouldn't be running it. You want to think of it like you probably need about $5,000 to run ads, probably another $5,000 to pay someone to set up and manage and help you with the ads for three to four months. So 10K in about four months 
to really start to work through ads and see a good return on them. They still work really well. A lot of our clients run ads, get a good anywhere between five to eight return on ad spend. So if you spend a thousand bucks, you get five to $8,000 back, which is sick. That sounds awesome. But again, it has to be that you have enough cash to go out for a while before it comes back in and you need to know how to sell. Uh, so those are always the things that I think need to be true. I often like to get people to a little bit of a higher place in business before doing it, because then I know for sure they are good at selling and they have extra cash flow. But if you're just starting out, you're great at selling and you have extra cash, you definitely can do it at the beginning. Um, just some caveats to think about. Yeah, no, no, I love that. And so this leads to uh, one more question from Daryl Richards. And I got a couple things to poke you for for the next 15 minutes is yeah. um, what what leads, what is the most successful type of content on social media? Cause I, a lot of our students get, they need to be posting on social media, but the what and what type of content and how is kind of a struggle. Now there's different mediums, like there's reels and video and posts on Instagram and stuff like that. But I'd love to hear your thoughts yeah. on what kind of content gets the most attention and the best ROI. hundred percent. So I always, so content, well, let's dive into this. So I always have a couple different frameworks that I think through for content. So number one, there is the backbone to the content, which is the substance of the content. Okay. The, the, the basically it's like, is this content going to be educational, value-based, storytelling, social proof, authority-based. So at the back end, the back end always stays the same in my opinion. I always like to think of it like I need content that adds value or what I say builds equity in my audience. And then I need content that cashes in on equity for my audience. So every single week I'm building equity by providing value. I'm sharing educational things. Um, so I'm always like, basically building a relationship, connecting, um, all that kind of good stuff. And then every single week, I'm also asking for things for my audience, whether it's like a two-step where I'm like, Hey, I have something for free. Who wants it? It's getting something from them. It's starting to cash in on that equity or being like, Hey, I have three slots available right now for someone to work with me. That's cashing in on equity. So on the back end, my content actually always stays the same on the back end as far as building equity and cashing in on equity, that strategy never changes. Now, these other things in content do change, which is platforms, what content's doing well on those platforms, what's going to get the most reach on those platforms, that does change quite a bit. Um, like for Facebook, like a lot of people used to do a like long form and like a lot of live video stuff, those still do work. But Facebook did get to a place where all of a sudden a lot more of these like color carded things worked really well. A lot of like shorter stuff worked really well. So like I think about trends on platforms when I'm thinking about content, I still, my game plan on the back end always say the same, but the types as far as like reels or stories or whatever it is changes, right? Where on Instagram, when IGTV came out, it was getting a massive reach. I know a couple of people who literally went from like 10,000 followers to a hundred thousand followers because of IGTV. IGTV, it's dead right now, right? So. That's where you have to understand if you're going to build a business using social media, yeah, your strategy on the back end can be the same, but you're going to have to learn and evolve with the things that are evolving right now on Instagram, it's reels because they're trying to obviously catch up with TikTok and different things like that. Um, and so you have to understand the content on the back plan stays the same, find out what's trending on social media on Instagram. It's kind of getting old, but the Twitter posts were doing really well. The reels were doing really well. Stories were still doing pretty good with polls and stuff like that. Um, and so it's just understanding what platform am I going to choose? I have a solid content game plan as far as the substance of it. And then I have, what's the trends that I need to jump on right now 
to get that out to the most amount of people. And then obviously there's small optimizations like making sure your copy is on point, your visuals, your creatives are on point, and that's obviously another discussion as well. Um, and so as far as content goes, that's how I think about it as far as like a bit of a framework. Love it. So now it's interesting because there are so many different platforms right now. I mean, if someone says, Hey, start on social media, we have TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I mean more probably uh, Twitter. And I know it can get a little confusing. Now, when we talk to mm -hmm. our students about it, one of the things I talk a lot about is what you have to know the psychographics and know the demographics of your people, because if you've got a younger audience, they're going to be present on certain platforms. And then you got some older people, like a lot of our clients, they're on different platforms. For you, I mean, how do you think about psychographics and demographics when choosing social media strategies? Yeah, I used to. I mean, frankly, this might sound interesting, actually. Because the platforms, the main platforms have so many people on them. Like, and I'm talking main platforms, like, let's say, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. I actually, I used to be more like dialed into like, hey, if your demographic is this, you have to be on this platform. I've actually, frankly, and I'm, I, I'm always evolving, so I'm okay if in a little bit I'm wrong on some of this stuff. I'm actually moving a little bit away from like being like, you're, this is your demographic, therefore you have to be on this platform. Because when you have all these different platforms that all have over a billion users on them, there's just no way you can say, oh, this platform doesn't have your demographic. It does have your demographic, right? At the end of the day, like when, when, there was, when there was a smaller amount of people on social media, there was bigger splits. When new platforms like TikTok come up, there's a big split off the beginning, but as it grows and it has the fastest to a billion users of any social media platform, they're on there. Your ideal clients are on there. And so I used to be a lot more like, hey, you should be building on Facebook or you should be building on Instagram. I've moved a little bit more towards, no, let's see what like platforms are trending overall the best, or even thinking about how are these platforms reaches? How are these platforms as far as like strengths and weaknesses of like what the person's good at doing? I've, I've started to think about it a bit differently actually, um, which again, we'll see how right and wrong I am as things go along. Um, but that's what I've started to think through more so than just necessarily like 40 plus, oh, just be on Facebook and LinkedIn. No, I'm like, I mean, yeah, you can do Facebook and LinkedIn. They still work. Um, but I think, yeah, I, anyways, that's just where my mind has been recently. Well, it's been interesting because over the years, the research of where people are, their age and what their financial status is, and it's changing. I was looking at 2020 versus 2021 and how many people on Facebook versus 2021. It, it's totally different. And it, mm -hmm. it's just very, very interesting. So Let's break, I wanna break this down to like super, super simple with one idea and then we gotta yeah. get this idea of something that you use called the loop method, which I'm excited to jump into. Let's say a trainer, roots, hands-on trainer, wants to get started with social media. There are so many places to start. Facebook business pages, mm -hmm. Facebook groups, personal page, TikTok, it, it's mind blowing. If someone's like, I wanna get started to develop an in-person, for my in-person business, build a presence, where do you think the best bang for their buck is? I'm going to say TikTok, and I know like I'm uh, here's here's why. Okay, I'm going to share with you a story. Um, in person trainers obviously need clients that are local, right? That's just a pretty, pretty basic thing. I am so amazed at how targeted TikTok is. And I'm going to give you an example. 
I live here in Canmore, which is really close to the Banff area here in the Rocky Mountains of Canada. Okay. So I've been building a bit of a hiking TikTok, and I've been using like hashtags from the area, hashtag Banff, hashtag Canmore, hashtag Lake Louise, hashtag Kananaskis country. And I, so I, I didn't know how targeted my users were. Last week, I posted just a post and it was a video of me saying, hey, I created this list of hikes for the local area that you that are easy, intermediate, hard and very difficult. Go and check them out. I had almost 500 people who are local enough to want that hiking list reach out to me. Okay, so I, the audience is about 10,000 people there on TikTok right now. 500, and I'm sure there's more than 500 of those that are actually local to the area, were local enough to want the list. That is mind-blowing to me. That is mind-blowing to me that just, and, and on TikTok right now, it's mainly hashtags that target things um, from, from my research anyways. That's crazy in my opinion that, that a social media post like that can go so viral in your area. So, but if I was an in-person trainer, to be frank, I'd be probably focusing on two things. I'd be focusing on TikTok and trying to grow that with a local audience. And then I'd probably be pairing it with either a Facebook or an Instagram. And on the other social media platform, I would be trying to yeah, build it, maybe with some more manual organic approach um, with local people as well. So I'd probably be doing both and until one or the other rules over the other and you can let go of one or the other. That's what I would do. Um, and so that's my personal opinion. Just like, I don't know, the last couple of weeks have just shown me that you can get local audiences, you can get a lot of them, and you can get them warmed up with just posting content without even having a conversation with them. So that's my opinion right now. I'm, I'm on a bit of this train of like, let's just go full in on some of these new platforms. Um, they've been around long enough, they've proven themselves. And so that's my advice. Love it, man. I love it. I mean, honestly, and I think that combination between social media and like hands on the ground, I think it's a great combo. Uh, anyone who's listening to this right now, we got a bunch of students in our mentorship and we've got two people that just started and both of them got three new clients within the first seven days of starting from doing a combination. So I love that. And if you're in the mentorship right now, we're going to be changing the social media module because of you, Ruben. So thank you. Uh, so <laughs> it's going to be uh, some interesting new stuff we're going to talk about. So what I want to do, the last thing I want to kind of mine you for, so to speak, is you mm -hmm. have this thing that was a really, really eye opener. I have a lot of sales background, marketing background, and but not social media marketing. So this is a whole new world when I started doing some work with you guys. And you introduced me to this idea of the loop method, which I know has been kind of infamous within the CCI world. And I was wondering if you could kind of share some folks this loop method, uh, at least what you're open to sharing, and yeah. what they could take away from that. 100%. So uh, before when I mentioned that, I, I finally had like my first $8,000 a month, like when I was an online fitness coach, was the month I kind of put the bare bones of the loop method together, right? So I've been taught many different strategies, kind of like do this, do that, this, post here, whatever it is. Um, and I was just like, I was really sick of having inconsistent months. And so I remember it was in November. Um, frankly, if I didn't make a lot of money that month, we probably would have gone bankrupt. So really bad, bad situation. But I remember I had a whiteboard up and I was just like, hey, I was just like, okay, there's got to be a way where, okay, I have new people following me every single day, sweet. Then I need to find a way to like warm those people up every single day. And I need to then take those warm people, get them on a sales call, sales call to like, basically it's just like, how can I get cold leads every day? How can I turn cold leads warm every day? How can I turn warm leads hot every single day? How can I turn hot leads into paying clients every single day? I was just like, there's got to be like a flow to this. 
now in our new kind of sophisticated age of online marketing, we, we call it either like a client journey, a value chain, um, a funnel, people call them different things. But I kind of came up with this, I, I drew on my whiteboard, basically an Excel sheet. And it was just like, okay, I need this amount of new followers. I need to have conversations with X amount of people. I need to provide value pieces, which is something we talk about a lot to X amount of those people. From those people, X amount of people should get on a call. From those people, X amount of people should close. So I started to do that. And that was the first month that I made over $8,000 uh, in a month. And it was just, it was mind blowing to me where it's just like, okay, if I start to track my numbers, I know what my conversion rate should be, and I just follow this process. I wonder where we could go with this, right? And this is the exact same process that took us to making over a million dollars a year organically before we did any type of paid traffic, before TikTok was around. Because I just thought to myself, okay, how can I grow my audience? At that time, it was, um, I think it was about by 200 people a week. How can I get about 50 to 75 of these people into a Facebook group every single week? How can I get them to the workshop? How can I then book five to 10 sales calls, how can I close two to three of those people? And it was just this method of where I started to track those different stages. And it showed me my weaknesses. It showed me, okay, this part of your business is lacking, right? Maybe it was from like new followers to getting them value piece. That conversion was really bad. So then I, I played around, I tinkered with, okay, how can I get more of these new followers to get these valuable pieces of information or come to these workshops. So then I worked on that. And once that conversion got better, then I worked on the next one. And then I started to see trends. And so the loop method for me is basically just these four different points of where like, hey, if I can get the audience in, connect them to a value piece, get them on a sales call and close them as a client, this is something that can simplify all of business for me. Because before business just felt like a bunch of sporadic different things. Now it felt like a very consistent flow that I could track, I could optimize, I could create, um, I, could, I could see when I needed to grow my audience more or when I needed to work on my sales more. And it just, for me, it just allowed me to do a lot of those things that I've never done before as far as track, optimize, be consistent, um, and really just have a tangible way of knowing, am I going to get clients or not? So, I mean, that's the condensed version of the loop method. That's awesome. Brilliant. And so I have one last tiny question for you to kind of put a pin in today. Uh, I know that you have high, so you are a high level coach. Um, and I am also, I would say a high level coach in a different way. And I hired you mm -hmm. and I've hired other people to help me learn skill sets to grow. You've also done the yep. same thing where people will look at you and see your success. And I know you've worked with Austin Nestle and other people to grow yep. your business. Could you speak as your last closing point, if you will, and then we'll get you back to your beautiful day with your wife. Yes. The importance of no matter who you are, a coach, someone, if you're a succeeder, yeah. having someone with a skill specific mentor to help them succeed and move forward. hundred percent. I, uh, I'll share a story. So there was a year, this will have been maybe three or four years ago, not hundred percent sure, but it was a year where I plateaued for an entire 12 months. I was at about 20, 25 K months and I plateaued that entire year and I didn't hire a mentor that year. I was trying to like figure out how the heck do you go from like 20K months to seven figures, right? And so that's actually when I hired the, the 2X team um, that Austin Netsley runs. And it was literally a couple small shifts. All he showed me, which was my blind spot, which I was, I was, I was, I was feeling like I needed to let go of control, but I was so used to being the hero of every part of my business and all these different things. They just looked at my business and said, hire co-coaches, 
track your numbers, spend all the time that you're spending on coaching right now on marketing and sales. Within three months, we went from 20K months to 120K months. And even though logically and from a very like, um, like idea wise, I knew that I could do that. I knew that I wasn't blind to the fact that I could have done that, but someone that could just show me and help me and hold me accountable and give me expertise on how to manage a team. Cause I was not very good at managing team at the beginning it was so beneficial. And it's funny how some of the smallest tweaks lead to some of the greatest results in business. And so, I mean, yeah, I think I've hired, I don't know, 15 mentors at this point from, from a business personal development standpoint. Um, and it's just so important because even though, it's funny, a lot of people know what they should be doing, but you won't do it actually until you get a mentor. And then when you do it, you're gonna be so jacked that you did it. So uh, mentors also do give tons of strategy and skills that you need to work on. And a lot of the granular stuff, um, but some of that big picture stuff, in my opinion, has been the most helpful. So that's just a quick story on like, I think I spent, uh, I don't know, like $12,000 on that on that 2X program, like for three months. Um, best investment ever, best investment ever. So that's why you need to invest because um, you're gonna plateau. And the business has these very, very specific areas where you need help. I see it happen quite often. Like when people are just starting who wanna go to full-time, you need very specific advice. Or going from full-time to like, let's say like a 15, 20K month, very specific advice. Sometimes in between these stages, you might not need support and that's okay. You can hang out there for a couple months. But if you do wanna to go to another level, that is usually where you do need, whether it's a new mindset, a paradigm shift, strategies, understanding of different things. And so um, I'm always really honest with people. If, I, if they're like at 10K months and they're like, I just wanna to get to 12K months, I'm like, sweet you don't need me you don't need me at all like just go sell a couple more programs re-sign some people whatever it is but if you want to go from 10k months to 30k months that involves you building out a team having your first virtual assistant understanding your numbers better creating new traction channels because you need more volume on the front end of the loop method to make it all work um and so anyways that's why you need mentors is because there's levels to the game and the levels are not easy to get through by yourself. It'll take a lot of time and a lot of pain. So just hire someone to speed it up for you. Ruben, man, I, say, I got to tell you, thank you so much for your time. This is absolutely jam-packed with knowledge. I appreciate every bit of wisdom. Man, where can people find you? That's a great question. I mean, I feel like the main places right now like, is a Facebook group that we run called Online Coaches Uprising. It's a great community. We've just started to pump a lot more content in there, which I'm really excited about. Um, if you want to learn about TikTok, come over. We got lots of stuff. Um, and um, I mean, that's the, that's the main place. You can check us out on Instagram as well. It's just my name, Ruben Drieger. Um, but we definitely do more in like the Facebook group and over on TikTok as well. So, um, yeah. Ruben, man, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you making time on a Friday. This was a blast. Thank you for being here, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Hopefully it was helpful for everyone that got to check it out. Everyone, check out Coaches Creating Impact and Coaches... Online Coaches Uprising, it's awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.